Hey listeners, this is Tucker with the PVE Podcast. Sean and I are in different areas and we'll be recording on Discord. Bear with us as we try to work through our volumes and clarity through the upcoming episodes. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Welcome to the PVE Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and with I'm my Tucker. co-host. <laughs> Uh, let's get started. We're starting. We're started. Let's start. What are we talking about today? Well, the biggest thing of the week was Ubisoft Forward. That happened yesterday. And that happened yesterday, and that was the biggest thing of the week. Um, Pretty much in the yeah. whole month. Yeah, this month is since the start of July it has been kind of uh, slim pickings on uh, what's been new and exciting. Uh, I don't know though. I thought Ubisoft uh, they did a good job. I feel like they're kind of hit or miss when it comes to everything that they do. Uh, but overall, they're still pretty reliable, and uh, they make you know, decent to great games. So, okay. When you say reliable. Yes. I would say they are sometimes reliable because like a I 70, still 30. can't forgive them for Assassin's Creed unity. That's fair. And I don't know what else. Beyond Good and Evil 2, for them not releasing anything on Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's true. I think that game, ever since they dropped that cinematic trailer, what, two years ago now? Three years ago? I want that game. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on it. I I agree. Um, and I and I stand with you on Unity as well. But for the most part, I feel like I said, I feel like Ubisoft does a a decent. They do a, a good job of making decent to great games. Um. And at least what they showed off at Utah Forward, I was overall very excited for. Uh, yeah, so we, we're going to talk four points on Ubisoft Forward. That's what they named their little live stream. Event. And we're not going to talk about some of the smaller things, but those were pretty minute stuff, such as Brawlhalla going to iOS. We don't play Brawlhalla. We care a lot about mostly single player, some multiplayer, but it's mostly single player. And we're going to go through Watch Dogs, Hyperscape, Valhalla, and Far Cry 6. So first, we're going to go through Watch Dogs Legion. What did you think of this cinematic? Uh, the cinematic was very... Uh, it kept my entrance. It was action-filled. It was cool. Um I don't know, the animation style at some points I thought was very, it was very detailed and then almost kind of like, I don't know, some of the facial expressions, I don't know if you caught that, like, mm-hmm. to me, it just looked, they looked kind of weird, but. I thought it was um, live action the whole time, not the whole time, I thought it was live action up until the first, I don't know, minute of it, and then I figured out it was mostly CG. <laughs> I mean, it looked really It was really, really, really good CG. Yeah, it looked really clean. Uh, and uh, I don't know, it looked really cool. Um, at first, I thought it was like 
I kind of liked, you know, with the first Watch Dogs, um, and then the second Watch Dogs, I, I, I think I played it a little bit, I, but I, I can't remember. I didn't dive into it too much, but it was kind of like it felt more modern day, like it felt relevant to kind of what was going on. It was just more like a fantasy kind of take on cyber security and hacking and that kind of stuff. This one definitely looked more futuristic, right? Like a little bit more uh, punk hazard kind of looking. Um, but I don't know. I, with it taking place in London, I think it looks really, really good. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I had a little bit of a concern with because I really enjoyed the first game, although it was kind of a mixed... It was mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. But... The second game, I didn't play a whole lot of it. I kind of stopped halfway through, lost interest. But the third game, I was hopeful for. But the fact that they're taking it super futuristic, I can understand why they would take it futuristic, but I don't see... I don't know if it's really going to capture my attention as much. Just because... Yeah. I, I, just considering that everything's going to be... Because when you, when you go into a futuristic standpoint, you're really broadening what technology is going to be affected by just dead sec in general. Right. And so when it comes to what your, I, I really nitpick. And so when it comes to what they could do, there would be much more potential. And I, I think they're, they might come short on that just from what I've seen. I mean, I can kind of agree, because, like, right in the first one, like, it was more, like, modern and relevant, right? So, like, you could hack, essentially, you're hacking the infrastructure, the city's infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You could hack the train, you could hack the uh, intersections, you could hack uh, people's phones, um, the power grid. Um, Even the manholes that... Yeah, I mean, it was all relevant. but... Well, yeah, fair enough. But, (laughs) uh, I mean, but for the most part, like, that was, like... I'm trying to say, like, relevant. It was relatable, right? Like, it was like, that's like, oh, shoot. Like, that's me driving down the city. And then all of a sudden, I pull my phone out and, like, oh, I'm going to hack this light because I'm tired of waiting at it, right? Like, that's just kind of cool to me. Um, but then when you kind of dive into this futuristic thing, it takes, it, it, it changes it up. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have to. The first Watch Dogs game, I loved it because of the story, because of the characters. I know it had mixed reviews, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, with Legion, it's more of about the people you're facing it looks like like the group and the organizations and the enemies and then because i mean for the most part the characters and I, I think we should talk about this first like there are almost it seems like an unlimited number of people that you could recruit and play as um yes when it comes to people but we have specifications as to what they're gonna be put into right, right. so like like one of the ones they showed off was a like a drone expert so I guess, like, that means, like, there will be, like, maybe unlimited versions, like, you know, like, of a, of a drone expert, but, like... Variations of custom or not custom like, but variations like, of what the character looks like. Yes, yes. But I, for the most part, I mean, if it's a drone expert, right, like, everybody who identifies as that is probably going to have the same play style. Um, or you have... I remember they showed that one dude with the... He was just a construction worker, and he just mm-hmm. beat people up with a with a wrench, which I thought was awesome. I don't know. But you <laughs> had access to a lot of, I would say, construction-type skills. Yeah, I mean, and even, like, construction technology. Like, he, like, brought in that uh, 
what he called it, like construction drone. It was big enough for him to like fly on. Like he hopped right. on it and was like flying around. Mm -hmm. So I, what I think is going to be cool about this game is that like, kind of like, uh, kind of like Assassin's Creed, right? Where like the old, more of the older styles, like the first and the second games, uh, where like you could you could approach a a castle or something and you could decide how you wanted to break in. Um, so like with watchdogs, it's kind of the same suit, but it's all, it's going to be very dependent upon the, the character you choose to play to complete the mission. Um, so, you, so the, the game would play out as you have a scenario where they have a recommended class for you to approach the situation, but you don't have to choose that. Yeah, I don't even know if they're going to recommend, but I mean, just the fact that you could approach the same situation, what, like 10, 20 different ways because of the character you're going to play, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, even one of them was like, you could play, like, if you like recruited somebody from that organization, you could just walk straight in. Mm -hmm. um, like, almost like bypass any kind of action and play, like gameplay at all. You could just like, yeah, I'll just walk in because I have a character that can do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I said, I like the, the first Watch Dogs game. Um, for me personally, I, I kind of buy into the story and characters. And so when they kind of got away, did away with the main character, I, I didn't really invest into the future of Watch Dogs. But Legion might be enough to kind of get me to kind of one back and explore it some more. Yeah, and if, if you're interested in playing Watch Dogs 2, it is free. Ubisoft is giving out Watch Dogs 2 as a promotion for watchdogs 3 legion and there if you just look up watchdogs 2 ubisoft free it'll probably send you to you can find a link that you can register for and personally when it comes to legion there's an aspect i really liked which is having a grandma on your team and my goal when i play this game is to have a grandma in every character class Dude, if you can do that, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's just like the least likely thing. Like, you could just be walking down the street as this old lady, and then all of a sudden you're just wrecking shit. <laughs> the construction grandma. Well, so now our... I'm curious though. I wonder, like, does every class like is it going to vary in age, or maybe I I didn't see, I didn't I didn't check it in the in the in the promotion. Like, maybe the she's only the grandma may be in a specific class. Yeah, you can only but have it, an old lady. It would be cool though if you could have older people in every class because that would be just amazing. Yeah, is is this something that you're interested in buying when it comes out, or are you gonna wait? As of, as of right now, I'm gonna wait. I'm very interested in it. I think I'm excited about it, but I, I, it, I, from what I've seen so far, it's not enough for me to be like I want it immediately. Um, so I think I'm going to wait. What about you? Yeah. Watch Dogs wasn't something that I was super interested in, in, in getting to play. I know you got the first Watch Dogs when it mm -hmm. came out and that's the reason why I played it. But when it comes to just after playing the second one, I'm, I'm a wait and see what people say about it. Look at a little bit more gameplay and hopefully hopefully this turns out to be a good game because I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping for it yeah i, I agree i i hope it is too but uh we'll see i mean like i said ubisoft sometimes they deliver amazing things and other times it's just kind of like eh, uh, like 
that was good, but I didn't really need it. Yeah. But so our next uh, point is Hyperscape. This is Ubisoft's entrance into the battle royale scene. We've seen some gameplay from top streamers on Twitch, YouTube, and other platforms. And they've had a chance to basically showcase to other viewers what what this game's going to be about. It's really interesting. And if for those of you who don't know, from what we have so far, it's going to be a story to this game, such as what Fortnite's trying to tell. Although I don't know of many people that are actually following it. And it's going to be you're going to be in trios and i think the coolest aspect of this game is that the audience or a game master will dictate some events that happen what do you think i know that i think that's really cool um i think it was interesting that like they were like oh yeah like for our battle royale like we need to have like a story to drive it um or lore i guess is maybe more accurate um but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't really know if that's an important thing or if it's if like that's going to play in heavily into like how they introduce pro- it'll probably how they introduce new events or characters or weapons or stuff like that. Um but uh I I am very excited for the fact that the community uh is going to be able to like pick or vote on uh, like different uh events within like each game. So like from what I understanding is as long as there's a Twitch streamer in game uh then their chat will have uh priority in like voting for what they want to happen throughout the game and then if there's not a streamer i think that's when the game master idea comes into play but i'm not sure if that's like just like i wonder who's chosen. in control of that though yeah I, I i wasn't i didn't really understand it um based off the gameplay that i've seen and i haven't been able to really kind of figure that out yet but i guess somebody is supposed to be in charge of picking those like events right like uh higher health or low gravity or stuff like that but well i I think it's cool because it'll constantly change up the game you're playing um and uh something i thought was actually really cool uh for this um and i don't play enough battle royales uh to really know if this is even a concept in other ones but like no matter what weapon you start with it may be a level one like tier weapon uh, but as long as you keep finding the same weapon, you can fuse it, and it'll always level it up a tier. So, I mean, as long as you're not dying and you get through the game, you'll get to level up your weapon from a common tier to, like, whatever their legendary tier is. Yeah, they um, they have not implemented that in any other Battle Royale, and Fortnite has touched it a little bit. They have an upgrade bench that allows you to upgrade a weapon. Okay. Those, I think those benches are pretty scarce. And... What I thought really brings Hyperscape to a level that others don't is the fact that each character, there's there's abilities throughout the whole game that everyone can use. Mm-hmm. And the only other battle royale that has that, in a sense, is Respawn's Apex Legends. and But that one is subjected to just the character that you pick and so when it comes to this game let's say teleport there's teleport there's smash and 
there's a ball. Those are the three that I remember. Ball. And those are pickups that you find throughout the game, and you can level those up as well. And the only game that I can think of that's more similar to that is a game called Spellbreak. That was a game that was released a while ago, but it didn't get much attention. It's a... What is it? It's a wizard, wizard battle royale. So in oh. the game, it's it's almost it's almost similar to to avatar type abilities. So there's earth, there's fire, there's I think ice, and those are the three that I remember. Okay. And you can pick up abilities and use those abilities throughout the game, and so it's similar to that. And I think they may have taken that as an idea for what they will be implementing in the future not in the future but just in their game okay uh i mean i i was pretty excited with the hacks like you said because like with apex it was like each character you were like depending upon what ability you wanted you had to pick that character whereas this is it's just a matter if you can find it within the game or not um and i mean besides the ball I, I really couldn't wrap my head around the ball or why you would want to turn into a ball especially if you can't do damage with it like i just don't see the necessary is it not a safety a safety oh, ability may, maybe it was maybe, maybe it was like an attack you just use the ball ability and you can bounce around and kind of divert everyone's fire away from you since they know they can't kill you i don't i mean i didn't see enough gameplay to really see that but Right now, yeah, I mean, right now Twitch is having a Twitch Rivals for Hyperscape. I think there's a $100,000... Let me look real quick. I think there's a $100,000 prize pool for the for the winners. That is a lot of money. Yeah. For winning a game. But, I mean, it's still awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something I thought was interesting was the way that they shrink the map. Um so it wasn't like gas or like a force field right it was like like the area of the map just dissolves like it just these like triangles start showing yeah, up the all over the place triangles just start going away and then it just dissolves and then it's just flat and at least when i was watching gameplay it didn't look like if you if you were in those areas that damage was being done you but i think it's damage, like yeah you were yes Okay, it's, I, I, it didn't really seem like, it, at least the gameplay I saw, it didn't look like it did like an obscene amount of damage. Like It was just more of like a like a reminder, like, hey, you should get out of here. Um, but also just the fact that uh, like it, rent, like it, it gets rid of all cover. Like You were completely exposed if you're still in that area, um, which I thought was an interesting way to force people to, to keep pushing in as well. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, I'm... I like battle royales. I'm just not really good at them, so. But it's fun to play. But I definitely want to give Hyperscape a try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it's gonna be on multiple platforms. Yeah, I'm actually not sure as well. Uh, but I think no matter what, I mean, if it, I have a I have a feeling that if it is uh popular on one platform, it's gonna be moved to to others. Um. Oh no! I'm reading that it says that it will be on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So, right now there's a beta. But, 
and it may be over. I'm not sure. Uh, they mentioned it at the... I, I think the beta is happening right now. Yeah, I think because they mentioned it in forward. Um... Yes, yeah, it opened yeah, beta no. on July 12th. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, so if you're if you guys are interested in checking it out, I would encourage you to do so. Um, because like I said, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm gonna give it a shot, and uh, it looks like a fun game to play with friends, especially doing like the three v three aspect. I think it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I just but, play uh, too much Warzone. I'm I suck at Call of Duty. I'm just I can't do it. I can't figure it out. Genesis, uh, man. But. Anyways, uh, this is the game I am most excited for: Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, this is this is Ubisoft flagship game. Mm -hmm. This is basically. Did Ubisoft start Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I mean the first Assassin's Creed was Ubisoft. Um, I mean they have. Uh, I mean, what, how many games are out? I mean, they went. There was the first game. There was three for Ezio, so that's four. Three was five. Four was six. Unity was seven. Syndicate was eight. And then they had that Templar one, right? Rogue. So that was Rogue. So that's nine. And then they had those three like platform. Uh, there was two, the China, the India, and there was one other. I can't think of the other one. So, I mean, if you count those as individual, I mean, like, Ubisoft, like, Assassin's Creed is one of, like, Ubisoft's, like... Most milked games. Yes, absolutely. And they have... Unfortunately. Milked it and milked it, and they've succeeded sometimes in continuing to milk it, and other times they have greatly failed it's, Unity. It's pretty happy. And, um, yeah. But I will say that with the direction the new direction that they are talking are taking uh, assassin's creed um i didn't care for origins odyssey was fun but i'm very very excited for valhalla they are people are claiming this to be a witcher 3 type assassin's creed game and, and witcher 3 just being either supernatural stuff or which was applicated since mm -hmm. origins but It'll have a lot of just really interesting side quest type stuff. And I think just the freedom that you have when it comes to dialogue is going to be really similar. Yeah, I mean, they're like, gosh, they, sh they showed so much at, yeah. at, at the forward. I, like, I don't so, know, like, what are, you, what are you most excited for? Well, so first of all, coming from God of War. Mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of Norse mythology, mm -hmm. and so when this game is going to be touching on the um, the Vikings and the whole deal with Norse mythology with Vikings, I think is super interesting, and you've been trying to get me to watch The Last Kingdom, which I haven't yet. No, honestly, it's like... It's random side thing for people who have not watched last kingdom it's a phenomenal tv show it's on netflix and it follows a book but it follows this exact history and timeline uh of 
the Vikings, the Danes, whatever you want to call them, coming to England to prosper. Um, different characters, obviously, uh, but I mean, it. This game or that TV show will get you in the mood for this game. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with you on that. With God of War, uh, I mean, with God of War, I just then, have an like, itching for Viking stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I've been. I think it's funny. Like I've been craving the next God of War. Like there hasn't really been anything released on it, other than like they, they want to make another one that they're working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I feel like this is gonna kind of give me that. Uh, this will satisfy that itch. You know that 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 want for a new Viking game. At least until uh, God of War comes out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another thing I'm excited for definitely the combat. I think they're really trying to mesh a lot of combat acts aspects from the previous assassin's creed and what we saw when we were watching is i think there's just a lot of fluidity when it comes to the combat just in the combos you can do i enjoy the 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 part of combat in assassin's creed where you can immediately kill somebody after killing another enemy and i saw a couple of that in there so i was really excited about that just being able to play as Ezio and Assassin's Creed 2 in Brotherhood and just being able to combo assassinate people. That's what an assassin should do. And that's yeah, that's something that I'm I'm excited for when it comes to that. There's a lot of different routes you can go to your your combat, whether it's a sword and a shield or whether it's two swords or they even showcased at the end they they showed I can't remember the name of the main character, but they showed him and her doing double shields. Double shields all the way. Which I think is extremely troll. <laughs> but the fact that they let you do it just it makes it that much better. Yeah. Like and just I mean freedom. It, yeah. And honestly, I mean if you think about it, I think uh, uh even in the show, uh, that Last Kingdom show that I was telling you about, like that's not like a like a, a far out there idea that they like you held two shields like if you were like didn't have a sword like it was just it, whatever you could use as a weapon you used mm-hmm. um and i think that kind of buys into that viking mentality pretty pretty close um but yeah no i agree with everything that you said the combat for sure i'm very excited for the combat for the dual wielding aspect um where you could pick i mean if you want to have a sword and an axe two shields like i think that's very very awesome um honestly i think what i'm most excited for is the fact that they're actually bringing back assassins elements like blending in a group of people like hiding in plain sight like sitting at a bench or at a table uh i saw like, a, i saw a meme it was yeah. what was it it was a bunch of crabs mm-hmm. at, in a basket and it shows assassin's creed hiding in plain sight and it's just a bunch of crabs that are pinkish color like they usually are and then it just uh-huh. shows a crab in blue I mean, I think that's I. It, it speaks truth, but it's also really funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, but I don't know. I just I. But in in Valhalla, the hiding is actually you're hiding. You're not in some assassins type clothing, such as Ezio, where he's in this bright white assassin looking attire, and then he's right. hiding with a bunch of people in tunics. No, this mm-hmm. is this is you are you are you're wearing just a, a cloak. And you're you look like everyone else who has either whatever their hide capes are, and you're hiding with them. So, uh, what are what are the t- 
types of hiding that you saw in this game yeah i mean like the, the one that i was really excited for was the blend uh which if uh for the assassin's creed veterans that was anytime you hid in with a group of people so in the first assassin's creed game you could only do it with people who were in white robes um and then and the games on you could like it was almost just any group of people you could kind of just use them as the as the blend in and uh to me i just thought that that was like going back to its roots and i, I really liked that um there was one where like the character like hid uh well i say quote unquote right hid but all they did was sat at a table with other people um and guards just walked past her um i say her you could play a, as a guy or girl in the story but they, they showed off cases her yeah, they show they showcase the female character. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I think uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, obviously you're gonna be able to. They didn't really show off any uh, any leaps of faith in this game, um, or like hiding in hay bales. But like that has like literally been in every Assassin's Creed game, so I don't see that going away. But the blending, I think, is uh, kind of going back to its roots. You I mean think even be... even synchronization too? You think synchronization is gonna be in this? If they took that away from Assassin's Creed, like, I'm not saying that's what makes the game, but I mean that that that's been in every game since the first one. You know, I, would, I wouldn't be mad, but I understand just the the tradition of it. But yeah. I also think it's just unnecessary tasks to do. I think there's, I think there might be. Back then, I understood why they did the synchronization in Rome to where you can see everything around you, and that opens the map. This is not necessarily one big city where you're where you have to 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 look around the city to be able to synchronize and to be able to open up parts of the map. I, I I'd be interested if to to see if if they do if they do synchronization a different way. Whether that was maybe conversing with the locals or doing missions for the locals that might open up parts of the map yeah i don't i i, I can see what you're i see what you're saying because like yeah like in the i mean in origins and in odyssey you did the synchronization but it was to increase your your falcon or your eagles like range essentially like it, there was like a you, you got something from doing it um, are you gonna have a bird i was just thinking about i don't i don't remember them showing off the bird during the forward event um so, but they did show like the eagle, uh, eagle vision, right? Like mm -hmm. that pulse. It's a, it's a different, the... yeah, it's a different eagle vision now. Because uh, I mean, in Odyssey and Origins, you had like a, it was more just like a scan ability. Like if you did it, it would it tell you like pulse and whatnot. But all it really showed you was like, hey, you can interact with this. Whereas like eagle vision in the past games, like it would highlight people, it would highlight hiding spots, it would highlight all sorts of things. You went into a different viewpoint pretty much yeah and so i, I it kind of looks like what they're bringing back in this game uh i thought you had a raven or a crow but they didn't really show that off so i might be wrong about that um so i don't know they might they might completely change up synchronization and how you uh how you explore and view um which uh i don't know maybe it's time i mean they changed up a lot right within the last two games so maybe it's okay to change that yeah I, I um, do i do like the rpg that they're going with this they're meshing what they did with they did it really well with with uh odyssey yes and 
so they're implementing that with this game because I think it does really well. The character, the enemy types that you go up against range in various sizes. There are enemy types that are seven feet tall that look just like comp complete brutes. So I'd be interested to to go up against them and see what that looks like. Yeah, no, that'll be exciting. And uh, and then overall, like I think you're really gonna feel like a Viking playing this game. Like you have your you have your it's ship. Really gruesome. You raid. Yeah, the combat, like the the like the execution cinematics, right? Like they were pretty they were pretty bloody and awesome. Um, but like like you raid, right? Like you can like stroll down or ride down the river on your boat on your ship and then you can like come up on a town and you're like sweet i'm gonna raid this town and then you raid it with your men but like you actually like are raiding it with your men like they're not just like i mean they're npcs that are you know that are aiding you but like you have to like work with them like you can like help them if they like get knocked down like you can revive them you can um you need their help to steal some like uh loot and treasure chests from houses and um like town halls because it's too heavy for one person to carry. Uh, I don't know. It just seems very, very Viking. And then like they showed that wedding scene and you could like do drinking games and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. And yeah, I'm, it bring, uh, it, they're bringing a lot of freedom to this game. Mm -hmm. And what about, what about traversing? What, what do you about, mean traversing? What, 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 traversing through the game going, are you on a horse? What, what, what is it? What does it look like? Oh right. Uh, I mean, so it look they really showed off the ship the most, and maybe that's just because that kind of the way they were do using it is just a different dynamic than from Odyssey. Um, but I mean, England, I mean, for the most part, has a lot of rivers and that kind of stuff. So like, I think the ship is going to be a very fast way to travel around East Anglia. Um, but you definitely had a. I remember seeing the horse. Because um, some some places are going to be too far inland for you to just kind of ride up on your ship and hop out and run too. So uh, you definitely have the horse as well. Um, I think the ship, at least I think the ship is going to be the main way to travel. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. Um, it just depends on how big each each area is going to be relative to for, for the game, right? Um, mm -hmm. But uh, as far as for exploring though, it looked like they're bringing back like that skill tree that you had like in Odyssey and Origins, uh, but it looked like certain skills that if you wanted to like equip them or even have them, you had to actually find like scrolls and like books, like so you had to explore almost. So they rewarded um, a lot of exploration. That's what it looked like in in Forward, and uh, I think that's good. I mean, I am a completionist for the most part when it comes to games. Like I hate moving on from an area unless I've done as most the most I can in one area. Um, I still haven't beaten Odyssey for that reason. Uh, and I think that a game like this, where it's going to really, really reward you, I think it's going to be uh, good. Have you, ever, Especially, have you ever 100% completed a game? Uh, Assassin's Creed game? Brotherhood. You got a platinum on that? Uh, well, I... Or whatever that trophy is on PlayStation? Wh whatever it was on... I think it was PlayStation 3 at the time. Hmm. Yeah, but I I 100%ed it. Um, I wouldn't say platinum. If that's what you're asking me, I would. I don't know if I platinumed it, but I mean I found everything I needed to find within the game. But there were other trophies where it had you like kill like you know kill ten people with a hoe. 
like a garden hoe, right? So I don't know if that was an actual trophy or not, but I mean, you can beat a hundred percent a game and not get the tro- the platinum trophy because there might be other uh, other random trophies that you have to unlock. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm very excited for Valhalla. I think this was this was the game that they showed off the best um, overall, and I think it looks really really good. Um, is this a game that you're gonna get when it comes out? One hundred percent. This yeah, this is something I'm buying day one, and I this will be something that I'll probably play for a while, Un- unless something unless something else comes up. But I don't. I mean, there's also Cyberpunk that's coming in the same release date as Valhalla. Valhalla is getting released in November, and that's the same window as as Cyberpunk, which is another topic that I hate is when video games have launch windows that are extremely similar to other AAA titles. Yes, especially when Cyberpunk has been... I think that ruins sales, too. I don't know why Uh, they do it. Well, especially when Cyberpunk keeps getting pushed back. Well, yeah. That's their fault. So, (sighs) Far Cry 6. Last game for the Ubisoft Ford that they announced... And showcased. And showcased. Um, they, they didn't showcase gameplay, though. It was just a cinematic. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was amazing. I am a huge Giancarlo Esposito fan. He, uh, like we had talked about, right? Like, he's just one of those guys who he plays a phenomenal villain. Um, and to see him in a video game now, uh, especially Far Cry, who, like, they're identified by who the villain is for the most part. That's what people remember the most about the Far Cry games. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think he's going to be a good choice. And the idea of this game is that like it's a it's essentially Cuba. Um, it's this South American or you know this, this South American Hispanic island right that has been like trapped in time, like kind of how Cuba is because. Cuba had all these trade embargoes and like that kind of stuff that were so like, and then like they had, you know, with Castro, I mean, I think essentially he's supposed to be the equivalent of of Castro to Cuba. Um, So I think that this, uh, this idea, this era that they're doing and then having him is going to be amazing. Um, My fear is that, I hope that they don't put too much in the idea that like just because it is uh, Giancarlo Esposito that they're going to slack off on all the other aspects of the game whether that's story and writing um, gameplay like I feel like when you have like a big name and something that people recognize like I feel like it's easy to kind of be like oh well we can just he's going to carry the most of the game right um and I hope that they don't do that. I, ho- I really hope that they go all in on developing this game and making him like the best Far Cry villain so far. Like that's my hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. But uh, I don't know. What did you think of the game I'm, of the trailer? I'm always excited for the Far Cry villains. I think Far Cry Three had the best villain, and we were talking mm-hmm. about that earlier. Yeah. The cinematic was definitely very even moving i would say it was it's something that i was wondering the whole time is who's going to be the playable character is it going to be his son or 
Is it going to be someone else? Uh, I'd be, I'd, I would like to, I would like to know who the playable character is. Because yeah, I mean, they only showcased. I mean, they showcased like the era, right? The world, the environment. They showcased him as the villain, and then like his son seemed to be like the focus, right? Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious as well. Because uh, like what in five you were just the local sheriff, right? Yeah, you're local sheriff. In four, you were somebody that was. You were visiting because your you mom visiting. was from that area, yes. and then in three. It was a group of people that got, uh, they got not shipwrecked, but their plane crashed. Okay. And then they got captured and you had to go, you had to go save them. Okay. So if this, well, so is, like, if, yeah, if this is a story of the son trying to stop his father, I, I think that goes for a very good story. Yeah. I, yeah, that, I would, I, I absolutely. Board for that. Absolutely. I think that'd be really, really good. Um, I mean, for the most part, it's, you know, the Far Cry games, you kind of play just a normal dude, right? A normal person. You're not really playing, like, you're not playing, like, a, like an FBI agent or, like, a CIA, like, a spy, right? Or, like, a Black Ops. Like, you're just normal people who got, like, sucked into whatever was going on in this environment, in this country. Um, so, I mean, if it's the sun, I think that would be really, really cool. Um, but, I don't know. I, he seemed kind of young. Uh, so, unless, like, the game takes place forward. a few years after yeah. that cinematic um i don't know they might just introduce you know just some random character um but they, uh, they may just be showcasing the villain yeah um because i think i mean like we said with, with far cry like that's what people care about the most and i think they showcased him really really well yeah um so i don't know i need to see more on the game overall Right off the bat, I'm very excited for it. Um, if you have not seen the cinematic, go and watch it because uh, I think it was done really, really well. Yeah, that br- it brings me to another thought: is what's the what do you think the role of celebrities in video games? What, what do you think that relationship should be? Do you think video game companies should seek out marketing for the video game by bringing in? celebrities it's definitely a good um i i see it as a good idea right i mean like i i mean as soon as i saw that this image like the image of uh of john carlos Pasito on like the the poster for this game right like had leaked mm-hmm. i immediately sent it to my brothers and you right i was immediately like dude like he's gonna be in it like this is awesome like off the bat it was very excited for it um and so I, I definitely, I mean, I bought into it. I mean, if it's a marketing strategy, I mean, it worked. Right off the bat, I was just like, I'm in 100%. Because um, we also have Keanu coming into Cyberpunk, and that got people so fired up for that game. You're breathtaking. He's breathtaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Uh, gosh, that was one of the best reveals for a game ever. Um yeah i mean people are excited about it and i don't know i feel like uh i think it's i think it's cool like i think it's it's do especially you, with the technology way, we have now do you think of a way that it can go bad the money um yeah i just i feel like as it becomes more and more popular like 
maybe like the bigger i mean keanu is a very big name actor and i would say john carlo at this point i mean he's he's pretty well known but like i don't know for example let's just throw out like iconic like there's leonardo dicaprio right like if it got to the point where people like like leo or robert Downey or harrison Jr. ford i think harrison ford's used too much or harrison ford yeah like if it got to that point like in games wanted to partner with these people i feel like money would just be either preventable like it would prevent having these actors in it or it would it would hurt the gamers like it would make gaming prices go up or maybe not for every game coming out but for that game specifically right um but uh i don't know i mean i've seen i've seen pretty good reviews for actors like uh that have been in games um the guy uh the actor uh, what's his name uh in Well, so far, what I can think of as previous actors was Kit Kit Harrington was in Call of Duty, Kevin Spacey was in Call of Duty, and then the guy from Walking Dead was supposed to be in the Silent Hill game, but then he got moved over to Death Stranding. Oh yeah, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Um, you had Cameron Monaghan. He was Cal Kestis in Fallen Order yeah um and he, then he voiced him though right well i mean i think or did he, they take his appearance they take his appearance okay uh i mean it may, they maybe changed it up a little bit but i mean i'm looking at like a side by side and honest to god it looks like it's like the same person mm-hmm. um but uh and then uh especially in detroit become human they had like a bunch of uh like people who had been on like on tv and stuff i couldn't tell you their names um but uh is this is this a is this an entry into the I would say I guess Hollywood for actors? Do you think that they could take the route of being video game characters? I think so. I mean, I I don't think it's going to damage the like the voice actors that are already well known in video games. Uh, I think that they still have a very good place, and people love them. They don't want them going anywhere, like Nolan North and Troy Baker, right? I mean, for Naughty Dog games, and they've even, been in a bunch of other stuff even as well. Mark Hamill. Um, Mark Hamill, yeah. I mean, he's he's in everything though. He's voiced um, a lot, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm almost thinking in my head, like, I feel like video game movies are slowly starting to kind of take hold, like years ago like the ones that have tried to come out i'm trying to think um there's tomb raider yeah the old angelina jolie movies like they weren't that great (laughs) like they were good at the time but they just didn't really capture it um they made a a doom movie i haven't seen that i couldn't speak to that i thought the new tomb raider though did a good job um it just i for some I, i it just wasn't super popular i didn't I, I I didn't think it was a bad movie at all. Yeah, th- I mean that's another talking point is should video games be movies? So where I was going with this is if you have so say you start making a movie or video games and you have certain actors in them, um, I, I for Uncharted let's go with Uncharted because Uncharted's got that movie that they're mm-hmm. doing right. Um, so Nathan Drake is it's a fictional character that's voiced by Nolan North, right? Um. And the way he voices that character is what I expect to see portrayed on a big cinematic screen. Um, 
So what they did were like, were like, okay, well, we'll go to a younger Nathan Drake and we'll have Tom Holland play him. I think that's a great idea because you're not taking you're taking a character, but you're not telling him the way we know him as loyal fans to the franchise. Well, right? we did see a good amount of Nathan Drake when he was young. Uh, in in well, yeah, in. And four, you played as him when he was what ten, I think. Yeah, when he was in the was it the orphanage? The, the orphanage. Yeah. But then in three, you played when he was in like, Central America, Central South America. Yeah. He was like fifteen or sixteen. So I think like this. I think Tom Holland's supposed to play like a sixteen, seventeen-year-old version of him. Um. But I don't but I think, think I don't think that should deviate from the character of Nathan Drake, his charisma. No, and I don't think they will. I think that Tom Holland's going to capture it. Cause even like for the most part, he was still that way as a kid, right? It was, it's, it's going to be after he meets Sully, but, but this is my thought process. Say if they had made the games originally as like Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake. Right. And then they were like, okay, cool. Let's make a movie. Like Tom Holland could easily transition because that's what people would expect. That's what they would see. They're like, "Oh, I'm used to having Tom Holland play Nathan Drake, and now he's going to play him on on a cinematic screen." Um, all that to say, like that that is an idea, just to say that if actors ha- have a bigger, a better relationship with video games, I actually think that we would see an increase in video game movies. Should that be a requirement for actors? to to play video games is they have to study and they have to fully understand the character of the video game well i think i mean i i think that that's how it should be with any actor portraying any character well Um, but in a lot of those situations it's up for their own interpretation and that's something that i have an issue with when it comes to video game movies is a lot of actors like to bring their own interpretation into the to the character and I, uh, I would say that's why most of the the. I think that's where a lot of the criticism comes from when it from the fans. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and uh, I think when it comes to a video game movie, I think the story can be unique. I'm cool with that. You don't need to make the the exact game into a movie. You can tell a unique story with the characters. Um, but the thing that's gonna the fans are gonna hate the most are I agree or the actor is not portraying characters correctly. Who who was it that made the fan film of Uncharted? What was the actor? Nathan Fillion. Yes. Uh, honestly, after watching him like that, like I thought it was amazing. I thought he did a good job. Even the way they filmed it, it felt like you were watching a live version of the video game. Right. Um, which was phenomenal. Uh, and if anybody was going to play an older Nathan Drake, I think it should be him. Um, but uh, I don't yeah. know. I feel like there are. I mean, we do have some concerns for the upcoming Uncharted movie, such as Marky Mark. I'm a I'm a Mark Wahlberg fan. I really am. I just I feel like when it comes to him portraying characters, he's he, not he's not built like Sully. He's right. Not, he he. I mean, he. I don't understand not, how they can even have him look similar to Sully. Yeah, like he's not gruff enough. Uh, I, I don't know. I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope as well that he does a good job. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I 
I don't think Mark Wahlberg tends to play Mark Wahlberg, which isn't bad because he's a phenomenal actor uh, to have in a movie. Uh, I just it, it's like it's like Nicolas Cage. He only plays Nicolas Cage, so or Liam Neeson too. Liam Neeson only plays Liam Neeson. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I will definitely see about it, but. I don't know. I think uh, having celebrities in video games is, uh, I think it's a good idea. And I think that we're seeing that partnership more. Yeah. Is, um, the, is there a video game that needs to be a movie? Uh, that needs to be a movie? Gosh. I still feel like Halo is a phenomenal idea just to have. It doesn't even, you don't even need to follow Master Chief. Just. Yeah. I mean, because we, we have ODST and making an ODST type movie would be something great. Oh, absolutely. And this also brings back to Star Wars, something that we always talk about, but Republic Commando. Oh, a movie that would just follow clone commandos would be amazing. Right. Um, or Bad Batch. The Bad Batch, that, and you made a good point when we had talked about that, was that if it, you could have different actors because they weren't fully... They were Clone. just like they were clones. Right. So they had unique looks. Yeah. Um But then even if uh even if you wanted to uh change up the voices of like as long as they never took their helmets off, right? Um I mean if you could use Republic Commando and uh what was Scorch uh Scorch Sev. I don't remember. I, I didn't play Republic Commando. I, Dang, I, I used to remember their names. I can't think of them now. Uh, but the four of them, I mean, you could always have the voice actors be a little bit different. Or I say voice actors, but I mean, as long as you never show their faces, right? Because that's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. But uh, In other, other news for gaming, we just have one point that we're making towards the end of our, our little discussion is Halo 3 is coming tomorrow to PC. This has been long awaited. I think everybody's extremely excited and it's going to pop off when it goes off the xbox has said that they're going to be doing the master chief collection on pc and so they slowly have been releasing halo games starting with halo reach then they went to halo combat evolved halo 2 and then now they're coming out with halo 3 which i think everybody's going to be really excited to get back into forge i remember the days that we had back what 10 years ago dealing with when we were playing oh, with forge that was there was some I, there was some memorable times i feel like honestly i feel like middle school and high school just like it didn't matter like it was the peak didn't of our gaming you were at. it was the peak of our gaming experience halo 2 halo 3 and halo 3 when halo 3 came out and you were right with forge and like the sandbox mode and mm -hmm. man you could we had some, yeah, we had some fun times. And now that it'll be on PC, I think that we're going to, especially when it comes out, we're going to see a rise in, uh, in, Halo uh, content coming out. In Halo, yeah, clips coming out. A lot of clips of, and a lot, of, and what will be cool too is like just the building it on PC and like just, yeah, hey, with hey, where hey. we're at now, like you'll be able to build phenomenal things that you'll be able to share like people can just download your your forge build right like yeah, it'll be really cool halo's gonna see a huge jump in in content creation in the next couple of months just people coming back to the nostalgia of halo and i know you since since you're since you're building your pc that's coming in, in the yeah. next couple of weeks 
you're well, I'm I'm definitely I mean so the Master Chief collection is on the it's on the Xbox Game Pass and it's only six six dollars a month. So it, so instead of buying Halo Three for sixty dollars, which by itself they will probably release it for sixty dollars if it was not in the collection, but you're getting all the Halo games for seventy dollars a year and a lot of people are in even your first month of of game Pass is a dollar so i i know that a lot of people are going to be tuning into that game yeah for sure and uh yeah i do you remember uh with halo 3 they also launched halo waypoint do you remember that it was like their i remember uh, i remember them i remember the name yeah, it was so it was like what it was used for the most part was like it was like media for the game, right? And so like you saw a lot of like uh like clips could be uploaded to there and there was a lot of news that were released, like Bungie at the time would release a lot of news, stuff like that on it. Uh but then there was the Halo Top Five. It was hosted by those I can't remember their names. But Machinima? like it was like you said what? Was it Machinima? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't remember. But I think it was Bungie. Like so like you were watching like two Spartans, like they were they would stand on different maps oh, and they would just release the... the top five. Or are you like, talking about the 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 little role play story that people did where it was blue and red? Well there was blue and red. You gotta okay. you you gotta look up Halo Top Five if you don't remember it. Uh it was more like for com- comedy. They always showed like like every week they were like, Here are the top five grenade kills. Oh like, Halo. Here clips. are the top five. Yeah. Is it on um, YouTube? Yeah, it is on YouTube. Uh, so, but anyway, I, I I hope that we'll see more like of that humorous stuff again because Halo. I mean, it was it was there was a lot of potential with uh, it was truly a sandbox there. game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So I am very excited. Uh. So when my PC is here and built, uh, I am very excited to play Halo Three again since I am a loyal PlayStation um follower so i've not been able to play a halo game in quite some time mm-hmm. yeah well that's that's all that we have for y'all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and if either sean or i sounded a little off we're each 40 miles away from each other we're, we're probably not 40 miles away but sean's quarantined in his house and I'm all the way. We usually do these podcasts where Sean comes up and we sit in the same room and we talk, but right now he's on Discord. So if he sounded a little off, then that was why. But we still appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. And hopefully we'll have some great more content for you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>